Welcome to Funnel Hacker Radio Podcast, where we go behind the scenes and uncover the tactics and strategies top entrepreneurs are using to make more sales, dominate their markets, and how you can get those same results. Here is your host, Dave Woodward. Hey everybody, welcome back. You guys are for the ride of your life today. This is going to be one of the fastest, craziest next 20, 25 minutes or so. I have the opportunity to bring a dear friend on, Jeremy Griffin. Jeremy, welcome to the show. What's up, my man? How are we doing? Uh, dude, I'm so excited for this. You know, the fun part, I wish I could actually record and put in, maybe I'll have that at like the end of the, I should start recording there as soon as I start, first start talking, because Jeremy, I- Dude, all the, the, the behind the scenes stuff. stuff is the best stuff, yeah. You know, <laughs> the show behind the show is always the best show. <laughs> so Jeremy feels the same way I do about titles. So let's just say that Jeremy is just an amazing entrepreneur. He's been crushing it and killing it. He's one of our two comic club winners. He's got so many different businesses out there from real estate to blowing crap up on with events and honestly, just one of the coolest guys out, out there and a guy you definitely want to get to know. So check him out, Jeremy Griffin on Facebook. But right now, I want to dive in and kind of talk about, I'm still, again, I was going through all this. So background, Elite Realty, real quick, you've got, what, I don't know, 500 million different real estate properties or something you're going through and selling a couple here and there. Yeah, that that's all kind of just been a natural extension of, you know, growing up in the construction thing. I got the opportunity to turn a guy's portfolio around about 10 years, probably. And, um, you know, when we were growing up flipping houses and whatnot. You're, you're basically doing management and doing this, that and the other thing and showing them. And I'm just doing it anyways, because I'm just aggressive and I'm always selling something. Right. So yeah. I got the opportunity to do that, hopped on it, uh, you know, got there got that revenue up to the, that portfolio right there is probably about four to 5 million worth of assets and got increased the revenue by literally about 35% in 12 months and really haven't looked back with that, man. You know, so all growing up with crazy uncle Larry paid <laughs> off. <laughs> well, for those of you guys who are listening, literally this is going to be just a potpourri of just random topics here. So with that, I'm going to just off the cuff here. How in the world did you, I've done a lot of real estate, increasing real estate 35% a year. What, how did you do pull that off in 12 months? I'll, I'll be really, I'll be really honest with you. My whole key to, we do a lot of property management stuff in the real estate area. My whole entire key to that is to, and this sounds crazy to a lot of your audience to look at it from a marketer's perspective instead of a landlord's perspective. Okay. You would be shocked at how many people treat the properties that they're running, the people that are renting them, their customers has a giant pain in the ass. Okay. I've had, I've had, no, listen, I've had three women in my office up there. I've got three offices in Tampa. I've had three women in my office in the last five years up there who were moving for whatever reason I want to move started crying and saying, I've never had somebody treat me with the level of respect that you have. You treated me like a human being and I will do everything. I'm getting referrals from people that rented from, from our company from 10 years ago still, oh, you know? So, cool. so it's, if everybody is, so, oh, you gotta be tough, you gotta be, and I'm like, so this is the first industry in the history of industries <laughs> where if you act like a giant dick, you'll get better <laughs> results than if you're nice. Like, no, no, like stop that, you know? So, and that was really the whole key to it was establishing, really turning apartment complexes into actual legitimate communities, okay? That people can be actually proud of, and when you do that, People stop moving and you start the, the one thing that I found was key. I started running a newspaper ad. Think about who still reads the newspaper ads. Older people, calmer sure. people, 
quieter people, okay? <laughs> and I started off the headline. It says, very, 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 very quiet apartments for rent. <laughs> All of my ads say the same thing, that. So if you're a party animal, like you're not even you're not even messing with that, right? <laughs> like, and I get people that are sick of all the nonsense, and and I promise I will do everything in my power to maintain that, you know. So it's a it's that delicate balance of of coming off as you know as understanding, but also assuring them that if things do need to get dealt with, like trust me, I'll get them dealt with. Okay, so that was it, man. You know, get out get out a lot of the bad problems. Um, tweak the way that they're this portfolio here they were actually renting everything on a income based um they were negotiating everything oh everything gosh. and i'm like guys like they're they're like well what if you have to turn somebody down i go then your marketing isn't strong enough okay you should have a, an unlimited amount of people that are coming here to rent these things if you do it right you know so streamlining the operations get the marketing right develop an actual real community i mean we were talking with you guys with culture you know and culture is so important and it's 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 so definitive of how things are going to go um and do that and and i'll be honest with you that is the honest to god's truth man with that it. whole entire portfolio 35 percent by the end of that year and i haven't looked back since then so you know i for those of you guys who are listening i know we're talking real estate people are going gosh that has nothing to do with the funnel understand everything is always marketing you're always 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 marketing and it's one of the main reasons I wanted Jeremy on, because we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of different things, but I wanna make sure you guys understand, if you're listening here, everything is marketing. I love what you just said, Jeremy, as far as you shouldn't have to be catering to different things. You should literally, if your marketing works, you got enough customers, it's not a big there deal. You go. Exactly, exactly, and, it, and here's the thing, it is all marketing, right? And if you wanna get into what you guys do, there's no reason why anybody in any industry at this point is not creating their content, putting it out there, driving the traffic, capturing the information, and then remarketing to them, to those people, and then also taking the previous and current clients and remarketing to them through other means as well to get the referrals and all that stuff up. I don't care what industry you're in, right? And that is kind of what's been really neat over the last three to four years of me jumping into marketing, into management, and now I'm in manufacturing with Grizzly over there, and now we're launching this national event tour thing too, is that you start to find a lot of, of, of synergy between industries, between business. And, and and I tell you what, man, and you probably will agree with me on this, almost everybody that you talk to when you start getting into things and you come at it with a very simplified way of how we can fix this is, well, you don't understand, My, this industry is different. <laughs> no, no, this industry is different. And I'm like, actually, no, they're not. They're all people, okay? And that is the main variable with all of them. They're all the same. So. You know, I mean, they have different, you know, minor differences and whatnot, but everybody always feels like theirs is unique. And it's like, no, come on. I'm sorry. It's not, you know. So I've, I'm trying to get further down my goal of eventually becoming the next Marcus Limonis, where <laughs> being all over the place is my MO, right? Because right, right now I'm too small. And everybody I know that, like, has cash is like, dude, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Like, you're all over the place. I'm like, you're right. I am. How else am I going to learn all this stuff? You know, Dude, I just, how am I going to get to a point where I can walk into any company and be able to put together a formulation to fix them, you know, and eventually then be, get so good at it that I can walk in and get equity out of it, too. You know what I mean? And all that, which is basically what I just did with Grizzly. So, you know, that's it, man. You, 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 you can watch all the YouTube videos on the planet on how to change your brakes. OK, <laughs> I assure you, when you go out there to actually try to change your brakes, it is a whole nother ball game, Right. <laughs> so. 
that's the only, it's the only way you learn. You got to do it, you know? So. Oh, man. I hope you guys are listening just writing a ton of notes. I mean, Jeremy's dropping value bombs like crazy here. Again, just to restate real fast, I want to make sure you guys all understand because we just said it real quick, and that is understand everyone's always going to say that my industry is different. You are in the people business. No matter what business you are in, you are in the people business. And focus on people, people, people always. And then the other thing I just love is the fact that you you learn by doing. So get off your butt. Go out there and work. Next one I want to dive into here. We're going to go real fast here. And that is Grizzly Targets. Fascinating business. Dude, you've got equity in awesome. this business. So tell people what Grizzly, Grizzly Targets is. Okay, so Grizzly Targets makes a lot of steel reactive targets. You shoot them, they bounce down and pop back up. They're, uh, they range anywhere from like 100 bucks a pop. We've got a couple of systems that are $2,500. Uh, we sell to military installations, end users, professional rangers. Uh, it's, it's a lot of B2B. Grizzly Targets, I started that with two other guys seven years ago out of a guy's garage. I came up with the name, marketing guy, right? Came up with the name, this, that, and the other thing, all that. About 15 months ago, the sole principle in that was like, I think I'm going to go try some other stuff out. And I was like, no, bro. Like, come on, man. No. So I was like, give it to me. And he goes, what? And I go, give it to me. And he goes, what are you talking? I go, give me the business. He goes, so you can do what with it? And, and I was like, what do you mean? So I can do what I want to do, you know? <laughs> so we came up with a really, really, really great deal. Um, went out, found some investment partners, reopened the door, and I have been on a tear to take that in the course of 12 months from a company that not a lot of people have heard about, small company, to an industry icon. And I got to tell you, like, we are – well, well, well on our way. I've got the whole product lineup is all fixed. We have literally have the best products in the industry. They're some of the most expensive products in the industry too. But when you're dealing with things like that, that are functional and let's face it, like people are shooting at them. <laughs> I want the best stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, so we got the product line all lined up. We've been doing a ton of, I mean, honestly, straight up, just ripping off daily V right? A lot of day in the life video. I do that with all the clients now, right? And they're like, well, can you explain it? I'm like, go watch Daily V. That's it, right? Now, when we do it, with it, when we, do it we make it a little bit more polished because I'm not trying to crank five of them out in a day like that maniac is, right? <laughs> so there's a little bit more music and the B-roll's better and it's a little bit more set, but we started doing a lot of that. That really caught a lot of people's attention. Um, and, you know, by doing all of that and then taking that Drop Zone Gunner event, and merging that in with Grizzly has the lifestyle side of the whole thing. I've really, I mean, and we're getting ready to, we're getting ready to grab, uh, possibly merge with something else here coming up. I can't talk about it, but that's another seven figure business that is going to only further this whole thing. And, uh, yeah, man, my goal, well, I'll be honest. My goal was in, within six months to do all this. Okay. That was batshit crazy. <laughs> it's impossible to do all of that in six months, right? So it's looking like by the time it's all said and done, we'll be on tour for Drop Zone. Grizzly with the Drop Zone Gunner event will be on tour by the end of this year. Um, I just got back from a giant conference. I, nobody in those booths has not heard of us at this point. So, and big booths. So I'm talking about booths that are like, you know, 10,000 square feet maybe with offices in them, like those giant trade shows, right? So, it's going to be about 18 months, man, where I've taken them from a company that nobody's heard of and turned it into an industry juggernaut. And I tell you what, the formula that I created for this to do this can be applied to almost any other industry, too. So, so you know, once put, we're done with this, we're going to put people on the hook here and hang on because I want to keep that little bait out there. That's the hook. You guys 
Gotcha. Because like, people who are listening, they don't know what drop gun drop zone gunner is, and you got to give the backstory here because drop zone gunner. I hardly know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to people, but again, I think this is the part people have to understand is. This is what is so cool about when you get involved in marketing and you really get it and you understand it, opportunities present themselves. Here you've got this crazy business where you've got these grizzly targets and all of a sudden it segues and leads into what really the byproduct of grizzly is actually going to become a bigger business possibly yes. than grizzly targets oh, yeah. is. So tell yeah. people what is Drop Zone Gunner? So Drop Zone Gunner was an insane idea I had about three years ago to essentially combine Tough Mudder with Spartan with American Ninja Warrior and then throw a bunch of pistols, shotguns, and ARs in the mix, okay? <laughs> and it was it was crazy. It was um, – I learned on that first one two and a half years ago that if you are going after national fame, you better be ready for national humiliation because the <laughs> first one that I put on two and a half years ago was – dude, it bombed. It bombed. It was a stinker. It was an egg, okay? And – I tell you what, though, a couple of a couple of really influential people in the industry flew down to check it out, and they said, you know, Jeremy, they said everybody's always talked about doing something like this. And he goes, holy, he goes, holy cow, he goes, you're crazy enough, you actually did it. And I go, yeah, I go and look, it's working. Now a lot of people said, boy, that was a disaster. I bet you're never going to do the good thing that's done. I bet you're never going to do that again. And I go, what are you talking about? I go, do you have any idea how much I just learned from that? Like I logistically cracked the code on how to combine those two worlds in a safe monitored way that anyone can compete on. So I've taken the OCR world, the obstacle course racing world, and then the shooting competition world, the gun industry, and merged the two together in this active, fun medium that nobody's done before, right? And and I will say I'm very proud of that because you know the, the, that word entrepreneur gets used a lot these days. I think a lot of us are small business people. We're not the entrepreneur that's trying to put something together that's never really been done, you know, which is kind of what that word used to mean a lot more. <laughs> that is something that actually, I mean, and it was crazy as shit, man. So I did it. It, it was awful on the first one. Um, we couldn't even build most of the obstacles. The obstacles were supposed, a lot of them were supposed to be built like 10 feet tall and 20 feet wide. They all came in in reverse. <laughs> 10 feet wide, 20 feet tall. And I'm like, I can't have guys flying over these things like they're all gonna everyone's gonna get hurt i mean it was it was bad dude right so so when we got through it i put on another one once we figured out that we're doing this grizzly thing i'm like cool now i can merge this right in with grizzly right because i think every company needs a signature event that is outside of your facility i mean you guys know you know you need that signature event that's outside of your facility that will bring everyone in your industry together that you can put your name on and you can control right so that was essentially the initial event for Startup Street because I always wanted to have the craziest – and I've toned it down a lot over the years, okay? <laughs> um, you know, like significantly. But I'm like, no, we're going to be the craziest marketing group ever. Like, and I found out that you can be too crazy. People <laughs> won't call you, okay? So, so that was supposed to be through that. So I was like, cool, we can merge this in with Grizzly now. And we put on another one. I got it all sponsored up. I mean, it was a – it was about a $150,000 event that we put together, okay? And, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people were running it. Uh, Cardone's wife, Elena, she's on Team Grizzly. She ran it. She was like, Jeremy, you are the craziest <laughs> SOB I have ever seen in my life. She goes, what is this? This was awesome. And I was like, I don't even, I don't even know what this is at this point. I'm, like, watching this machine function, right? And I'm just like, like how did we do this? So, so we did it in January perfected the concept, 
Just got back from that trade show a month ago, walked out of there. We needed about a quarter of a million sponsorships to put this national tour together. Um, walked out with half of that uh, ready and delivered. Uh, more than half of it promised, but as we all know, you can't count it until it's the check is in the <laughs> bank, the money is cleared, and you took the money out, right? So, so we got enough money to get that going, and basically what we do now is I've built something where the tour is going to take place and go around the country, and what we're doing is we're going to different firearms manufacturers' hometowns. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm bringing Lollapalooza to the gun industry. And I'll be honest, I think that that is really unique and that's really different because you have an industry that is a lot of challenges, obviously, right? And then this always takes some crazy guy from the outside in every industry to come in with something and push it through. And I got to tell you, man, when, if you saw the reactions of everybody in January, it was, I've never seen that many happy people in my life, right? So... So we're doing a national tour, and that's how we have it set up is where we go to the hometowns of these major manufacturers and essentially throw this party in their backyard. And they love this because – and here's something, too, that I don't think a lot of people realize when they're putting events together. A lot of people focus with events on how can I do this to bring my company the most value, right? It's all about me. How do I get the most value out of all of this? When in reality, for most of us, it's about – it should be about how do I put an event together that gives the sponsors the most value, more so than the other events in this industry, because if you don't have the sponsors, you don't have an event, right? So if you start off with that in mind, you end up with something that you can get sponsored, which is a hell of a lot better than having a really cool idea that no company wants to write a check for and it's dead on arrival, right? So so that's it. All of the company's stuff is all staged. It's all getting used. We got backpack companies involved. People are running through the trails with their backpacks on, right? The gun companies to sponsor it. All the guns are getting used. Um, I mean, you name it. If it's a sponsorship item, it's getting used in it, which is just the most incredible user content, right? So... We'll see, man. It's 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 pretty far fetched, but uh, you know, I mean, I don't see why it's not going to work at this point. I'm just going to keep hammering at it until it does, anyway. So, dude, that's just so awesome. Again, for those of you guys who are listening, I hope you're taking massive notes. I mean, it's you're listening to a guy who's out there just taking massive, massive action. And I love Jeremy how just totally transparent. You know what? Sometimes it just flops. It just doesn't work. But it's what you learn from that flop. Yes. Yes. And almost and there's a rule of thumb generally in most media companies when somebody's putting on an event, don't sponsor the first one. Right. <laughs> the first one is the learning experience, you know, and and I got to tell you, like you, most people never even make it to the first one. OK. And then they make it and they're like, oh, God, that was awful. We shouldn't do that again. And it's like, no, this is the time where you have to be so stupid and competitive that you're like, no, we're doing it again against all freaking advice whatsoever, right? <laughs> we, threw a, we threw a party when I was like 17 or 18, and we called it, it was a keg party, we had bands come out and all that, and we called it the Freaks Come Out at Night, and I was, and, and the cops were called, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this thing was a disaster, right? And I was the only one that was like, no, it's a good start. <laughs> again. And everyone's like, no, never again. How about that, Jeremy? So... I, you know, I, I'm more than willing to fail a little bit and, and, and embarrass myself a little bit for the good of everything else in the end because it is, it's the only way you get there. And somebody has to be the one willing to risk the humiliation, you know, but it. risk it. You get all the freaking praise afterwards if it works too, though. So 
And you've been getting, again, you've been crushing it. It is so cool to see the different things. Your success, again, I love the fact that you're in multiple industries and yet you're finding ways of bringing them together and you're using the same skill set that you've learned. And I think, I hope people understand how important learning the skills, you've got to learn the fundamentals. The fundamentals are the most important part in business. I, You know, you're joking around about this whole idea as far as entrepreneur and how it's kind of a this real popular word. I, I remember when I first got started as an entrepreneur, it basically meant that you couldn't get a job anywhere else. It's how most people looked at me like, oh, so you can't make it. So that's what you're calling yourself. Oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that though. <laughs> but I think there's, these days, I, I love just your, your stick-to-itiveness. I mean, no matter what, you just keep going. And that's the fight that I hope people who are listening to this, you understand the only people who are successful, they keep fighting through all the losses. So as we kind of get close to wrapping things up, Jeremy, what other words of advice would you have for our listeners? Um, I, I don't know, but thinking about what you were just saying, I think that, you know, not so much a word of advice, maybe Elon Musk is sleeping in his factory right now. Okay. <laughs> They're so backed up. He is sleeping at the factory. Okay. Now one guy did bring up a good point. He said, well, doesn't he have like five kids or something? You think that might have something to do with it? But <laughs> I mean, so not really, you know, that's not a word of advice, but if you take that and you look at that guy's level of success, and what he's still willing to do to get those pre-orders taken care of for that new Tesla model or whatever, that is that is everything, you know. And 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 there's a lot of smash talk going on out there right now against oh hustle hustle is you know hustle's overrated and all that. And I always say that it's very interesting that once that whole hustle culture came to, to fruition was about two to three years ago. And most of the time in business, it takes about two to three years to burn somebody out, right? So now we're seeing this this whole movement came, and it's a few years later. And now all these people are like, oh, that's all overrated. Like, no, dude, you got your ass kicked, okay? It's not overrated. You couldn't hang, man, you know? So that's it, man. It, it's, it's the Everything is the drive. You cannot work your competition. You can eventually hammer that square peg into that round hole if you hit it hard enough. And I'm not trying to you know, undermine strategy or work smarter or all of that. These all have to happen. But that is, the, that, that is something, man, that everybody's got to take through it, uh, t- take from it. Because everybody who turns into a really, 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 really big name has that. I love it. It's the one common factor. So I have to agree. Well, tell me, people are going to be dying to reach out to you. What's the best way to connect with you? I would say just go, just go hop on the Drop Zone Gunner page on Facebook. Um, or go check out the Grizzly page. It's the one that's most popping these days. That's where most of the effort's going into uh, Grizzly Targets on Facebook. There's a lot. I do a lot of contests and a lot of interactive stuff. Uh, we have a Friday night face-off video series that we're doing now where people can bet and gamble on Monday mornings on who's going to win between A and B and <laughs> under what time. And on Friday night, like Friday night fights at 9 o'clock, it airs. And whoever gets closest <laughs> and picks the correct winner, you know, wins X, Y, Z. So... Definitely check that out. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So, Dude, I, you know what? I always love talking to you. It's so great having you on the show. Thank you Gotta so much. Man. I know you've got a million things going on, and today wasn't the most productive, as you mentioned earlier. So uh, I appreciate today it. Today sucked. This, <laughs> you saved my day, okay? I haven't smiled all day, and I'm so happy right now. So. Uh, Jerry, always a pleasure, bud. We'll talk soon. Awesome, man. Thank you. You know, one of the things that means a ton to me is – the personal reviews that you guys leave on iTunes. If you wouldn't mind going out, rate the show. Let me know how I'm doing. Just go to iTunes, click on the episode and rate it. Leave a comment. I read all the comments. I appreciate all the stars and everything. Everyone 
already left for me. Again, I really appreciate it. And it's my way of finding out how I'm doing. So if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate it. And I, again, thank you so much for all that you guys do. Have a great day.